News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. I am your host, Jake Walker. So glad you are here with us. Nine to 11 weekdays here on News Radio 92.3. My guest this morning, Impact 100 Pensacola. Impact 100 Pensacola Bay Area is uh, an organization of women committed to improving their community by providing substantial grants to nonprofit organizations in Escambia and Santa Rosa counties. And, uh, you know, Impact 100 Pensacola is the largest chapter of Impact in the world, right? Uh, so very proud to have you guys here. My guests this morning, uh, Kristen Longley, Amanda Heinzman, and Maggie Williams, the communications chair for Impact 100. Thank you for being with me this morning. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Thank How you so you much for I'm, having us. I'm Addies. doing great. I'm, I'm great. I'm I was looking around. I, I kept turning around all morning going, ah, oh, it's such a beautiful morning sunshine. And then I said it again and then turned around after I said it. And I'm like, oh, well, it's kind of gray and it, gloomy yeah. again. <laughs> but, but that's well, what happens here in Florida. If you don't like the weather, wait a few seconds. Yep. That's it. Um, I hope we have a nice Mardi Gras weekend I, this weekend. It might be a little rainy. Oh. It's a 60% chance of rain yeah, on yeah, Saturday at good. 2. So, yeah, bring your raincoats if you're going to be at the Mardi Gras parade. That actually reminds me. I'm I'm supposed to actually say this. Uh <clears throat> The, uh, the the Mardi Gras Parade is the Mardi Gras for all, y'all. Pensacola Mardi Gras presents the Grand Parade Saturday, February 10th, beginning at 2 p.m. in downtown Pensacola. Join us. You'll have the Cat Crew and News Radio 92.3. Everybody will be down there. And you guys will be there, right? Impact 100 will be uh, in the crowd walking around. Uh, Impact talking is to everywhere. Folks. There's 1,192 <laughs> of us this year. They're everywhere. Wow. Okay, great. Uh, all right. So it's membership season, right? It is. Tell we us are- about that. We are thrilled to be in the heart of our membership season and um, very fitting that it's we have Valentine's Day coming up next week. Yes. And uh, we just really feel strongly that nothing says love for your community like uh, being involved with Impact yeah. uh, because 100% of our membership uh, dues go to transformative grants for the community and mm-hmm. and I think you show, showcased that by uh, what you shared off the off the beginning of the show so thank you so much Jake yes I mean it's it's really literally transforming our community because without these grants without what you guys do uh, a lot of people wouldn't be able to help the community in the ways that they do and you guys are just sort of the the catalyst for so much like you said love and change here in the community so uh, Valentine's Day coming up this month we've got a lot right. of Mardi Gras events going it's just a it's a busy time everybody's out but uh it is membership season so think about uh joining impact 100 and you can impact this community that we live in um so uh what are what are ways that you're seeing that the the impact grants especially from this last round you you gave out uh, 11 grants right uh what are some of the ways that you're already seeing um a return on on that on that for for the impact so we give out grants in five different categories so health and wellness arts culture and history environment, education, and family. And the nonprofits that are applying for an impact grant, they get to choose what their project um, most aligns with. Hmm. So we, we really feel strongly that those five focus areas are ways in which we can promote a thriving community right here in the Pensacola Bay Area. Hmm. And that's why we've established those. So All right. So you said health and wellness, family, um, and arts, right? Arts, culture, and history. Arts, culture, and history. All right. right. Cool. Great. Um, Yeah, definitely that's near and dear to my heart because I I think Pensacola has some great uh, arts uh, and culture here, Uh, you know, besides, you know, just living in paradise, basically. Just everywhere (laughs) you look, it's just beautiful here. 
So, um, but yeah, one hundred percent of all these the uh, of all the money that comes into uh, Impact One Hundred goes out into the community. You don't have administrative fees. You guys don't take salaries. Like this is all you know. You're just giving of your time here, giving of yourself, right? Absolutely. All right. And and uh, and what made you, Amanda? What made you get into this? What made you think I'm going to be an Impact One Hundred? Yeah, so originally uh, my boss, Debbie Ritchie, who helped found our Pensacola or did found our Pensacola chapter here locally, um, you know, just encourage us as um, women in the workforce that this was an opportunity that we could get involved, network with other women, learn from them and really know more about our community. Um, I was born and, and raised here in Pensacola. My family's from Pensacola, so I thought I knew everything there was um, about our community, but it never fails year over year. This is my 10th year in impact that grants come across and I learn about a new nonprofit that I never knew anything about. I didn't know what they were doing in our community, that there were gaps and needs that I was unaware of. And so for me, this is just a way to be become more intimately familiar um, with our community and where we're lacking resources and where we've got an abundance and then networking those various organizations together. So it's been a lot of fun and very educational. Hmm. I have, uh, I, you know, of course I am a, I'm a male, so I can't, officially join impact 100 right. what what is it that you there was a, a term for me that you you had last time what do you call us guys here <laughs> so those that support impact we mm-hmm. thank them for their him impact impact <laughs> all right great yeah we'll still so. take your money exactly you just yeah. can't be a voting member <laughs> right that's that's the point i was trying to make so and, and and you being an impact in the way you describe it is kind of like me with this show when i first took over pep talk I had no clue about the nonprofits and the people in this community that come together to do such great work. And it was really eye opening. So I can't imagine what you guys see on a day to day basis. Um, but uh, Kristen, I want to get to you. Why did you why did you join Impact? What, what drives you in this? So I love being involved in all of the different aspects of community and finding out what's going on. But really, how can we work towards solutions together? And I know just individually, you know, there's only so much each of us can do, but I love seeing how a group of women can collectively make an enormous difference. Mm. And that's really exciting. And for me, that's really what it's all about. It's not every day that, um, you know, you can plan a Sunday afternoon and say, hey, I'm going to work with uh, folks that I love and give away a million dollars to community organizations. And I think that's a big deal. Yeah. So. Do you ever feel like Publishers Clearinghouse, like rolling up on somebody's house, like, hey, here's all this money? <laughs> we do money. have big checks. Yeah, you do? Oh, <laughs> that's do. so cool. We I do like have that. big checks. That is that is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Maggie Williams, you're the communications chair for Impact mm-hmm. 100. Welcome to the show. This is your first time on, Thanks, right? Yeah. yeah. It's been a while. All right. Yeah. So uh, what, uh, what drives you in, in Impact 100? What made you get into this? Jake, when I first heard about Impact, I thought, I'll just spend my $1,000 where I want to spend my $1,000. I'll right. decide where the money's going to go. Right. Then I went to a couple of the meet and mingles that Impact has to inform people about where the money goes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, my $1,000 is not going to buy a vehicle. It's not going to fund an entire summer of education for kids who mm-hmm. need to keep their reading levels up. Right. It's not going to fund the backpacks that the kids need after school. But when I combine that with the collective giving of 1100 other women Mm. that's when we can give away over a hundred thousand dollars that will buy a vehicle that will fund a program for an entire season Mm. and that's what drew me in and then i met all these cool women that i never (laughs) would have met in my community and so that keeps me coming back year after year Mm. seeing what we're doing i'm sure you know you make lifelong friends doing this i mean yeah it's got to be great yeah so much fun when people are focused on 
similar things and similar right. projects. Mm -hmm. We want to support each other for the greater good. In fact, we've gotten a couple texts from some of our members, you know, encouraging us and, and glad to hear that impact story. Yeah, it's that yeah. it's that synergy of just getting around people like minded. And then you see the ways that they're helping the community. And you're like, well, I want to be involved. And then it just grows and grows and grows. And uh, you guys are literally, you know, transforming people's family trees, you know, because People, I, I talked about this on the show, a, a, a nonprofit that I did not know existed actually kind of made me cry on the air a little bit. Wow. <laughs> that was my first time uh, tearing up on the air. I, I was like, I knew it was going to happen before too long. I was going <laughs> to, I'm a crier. Um, my, my wife calls me John Crier. But, um, <laughs> but I was talking to them and, uh, you know, just learning about them and what they do. It just, it just really touched my heart. And then just knowing that there's just so many people out there that need funding, that need, uh, you know, need people like you to come in and help. So if somebody out there has a nonprofit or if they're just even thinking about forming a nonprofit, what are the steps that they can do to get in touch with Impact 100 to, uh, to join and, and maybe be considered for a grant? Yeah, so grant season is about to, well, we say grant season, but it's really a year-round year round job for us. But mm -hmm. um, very soon, we're going to be launching our letter of intent. Um, but prior to that, our next big event is going to be our nonprofit workshop. So coming mm -hmm. up on April 18th at the Brownsville Community Center, we'll be doing our nonprofit workshop. We've got a great dynamic speaker, Derek McGee, this year, who's going to be speaking. He has a diverse background as an entrepreneur a lobbyist, a pastor, a blogger, um, and he brings just a wealth of um, knowledge around change and community change, specifically in the state of Florida. So people can come out, hear about the entire grant application process, what it takes, what it entails. Even if they're not ready to apply this year and they just want more information, we encourage everyone to do the letter of intent, which is due on April 30th. You have to have that in place to apply for the grant, which is due, due June 30th. But um, we encourage them to get the letter of intent in, get access to our grant, take a look at the questions, things that we're asking for as you prepare um, to even apply in a future year. Yeah, because I know uh, from knowing a couple people that actually went through this in Tennessee, the grant writing process can, can be kind of extensive. So I'm glad you guys are offering <laughs> this workshop uh, to help them out because it's I would think that in some other areas, maybe not in ours, uh, people that need this kind of help, uh, there's not that that class. There's not that help. You know, people just kind of like, hey, if you want this money, you have to go through the proper channels. Uh, and uh, I'm so glad that you guys opened it up for everybody. Speaking of opening it up for everybody, if you have any questions, 437-1620. If you're thinking about joining Impact 100 or if you're like me and you want to make a impact in your community, uh, go to impact100pensacola.org. They are the largest uh, chapter of Impact 100 in the world, not just in the U USA, in the world. So it might be something you want, might want to join. A lot of cool ladies hanging out, doing fun things, and giving away millions of dollars to our community. So 437-1620 uh, is our number. Let us know if you have any questions, if you're thinking about joining. The membership drive, the membership season ends March 1st, right? Yep. So go ahead and, and join up before it's too late. Um, and the cost, we've talked about that before, right? Uh, you said yeah it's one mm -hmm. woman one vote one thousand mm -hmm. dollars and again all of that money goes into the grant mm -hmm. that goes back to our community but we'll roll back to the impact of impact if right. you wanted to sponsor an event like mm -hmm. jeweler's trade shop is sponsoring an upcoming event 
they can make a contribution that way. They can sponsor someone in their office or their spouse if they'd like to become a member, if they would like to buy the lunch for the Lincoln Learn that's coming up. We have a lot of opportunities for the gentlemen to become engaged with us too mm. and support what's going on in the community. And they don't have to volunteer all their time like we women are doing to make this happen. <laughs> right. How many hours would you say, if you could just take a rough guess, like how, how many hours have you already uh, volunteered? I would say we volunteer between 15 and 20 hours a week. Wow. Sometimes it's a little more than that with our Million Dollar Sunday mm. that we have in October. That takes a lot of extra time, mm -hmm. but it fluctuates. It ebbs and flows. But the good thing about Impact, unless you're on the board, is you can just write your check and never become engaged anymore, or you can work on our focus area committee to help us select who will receive the funding, or you can just sponsor someone else if you'd like to do that. You can mm -hmm. become engaged as much or as little as you want. You can attend our meetings, our meet and mingles, our annual meeting, or not. It's up oh. to you. Yeah, lots oh. of flexibility. Mm -hmm. oh. And it's a labor of love. So, you know, you give those hours, you know, I'm sure happily. Uh, if you have any questions, let us know before it's too late because, I mean, this time goes by so quickly. 437-1620, you're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel here on News Radio 92.3. I am your host, Jake Walker, here with Kristen Longley, Amanda Heinzman, and Maggie Williams from Impact 100, the largest. I'm going to keep saying this because I'm so proud of this. The largest <laughs> Impact 100 group in the world here, right here in the Pensacola Bay Area. All right, so we've talked about grant season. We've talked about membership season. Um, what are what are some other things going on in our community that uh, Impact 100 is involved in besides just giving out grants? What do you guys do? So I want to let everybody know that on February the 12th at Pensacola Museum of Art, we're going to have our next meet and mingle. That's where mm. ladies can come and they can hear about the impact process. They will hear from a nonprofit that has received funding mm. to know how that process works. We'll be there from 430 to 630. Jewelers Trade Shop has kindly sponsored this event for us then on thursday february 22nd again at 4 30 to 6 30 pensacola country club will mm. be having our last opportunity of the year to learn more about impact at a meeting of course you can always contact one of us who are on the board our members you can go to our website and find out more about us we have a facebook page and we would be happy to let anyone know more information about the grants, about the grant process, where the money goes, how people can become engaged. Mm. All right. What is the biggest impact that you've seen in your time and impact? I'll start with you, Amanda. What, what is the one that sticks out to you to where you think, wow, I'm so glad that I'm involved in this because this happened? You know, I don't, being in the, in the grants committee itself, mm. um, I try not to have too many favorites right because right. it's it's amazing everybody works so hard once you get to the final stage if you're one of our 15 finalists I mean that's that's an amazing um, bulk of work that you've completed anyways and then to be um, you know one of our final awarded grants I, th I don't know that there's anyone that p sticks out in particular I'm always fascinated by the fact that it's not just this one-off um, you know all of our grants are always um, we always award over $100,000 each year. We'll never um, give grants less than that. Mm. And so when we talk about them having this transformative process, it really is. It's that kind of pebble in the pond effect as, as you know, you hear talked mm -hmm. about. It's not this one-time project that we're funding. We hear from our nonprofits over and over and over again. They'll come and say, you know, yes, that $108,000, this is what it funded. But then that freed up money for us to then do this, which then allowed us to do this, which allowed us to do this. 
And it's this snowball effect that happens. And I think that's important for people to understand. It's not just this one-time project of, you know, buying backpacks or buying there's nothing sexy about buying a bus, right? Mm-hmm. But it's what that bus well, allows. Well, uh, it depends on what kind of bus you're talking about here. I don't know. It's what that bus allows, right? It's right, who right. it's hauling and where they're going, and all the aspects and projects it leads to. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm just astounded year over year when I hear the nonprofits come back the next year or year two or year three, how it's then continued to grow and that impact hasn't just stopped with that one project in that one year. Mm. It just continues to evolve, you know, mm. from there on. Right. Uh, Kristen, the, um, the volunteer aspect, because I talk about it with all of my nonprofits because I always encourage people if they have time on their hands, please volunteer. Do you guys accept volunteers? Absolutely. Hmm. So not only do we raise awareness for all the different organizations in our community that have a need for whether it's funds or support or or what have you, but many of our, our women, when they go on a site visit, they really become called to support that organization if, you know, if it's hmm. obviously a very favorable site visit. Right. So not only have they, um, you know, supported them through the grant process, but many of them reach out to those organizations to volunteer, and that's a really good thing. We have a couple different stories of folks that have become familiar with an organization and then later became president of the board, you know, eight to ten years later. Mm-hmm. They're still serving right. that organization because they believed in what they did so much. Yeah. In addition, I mean, we have a need for volunteers. We're an all-volunteer organization, and, you know, we, we focus on efficiency, we focus on philanthropic rigor and making sure that our processes are as fine-tuned as they can be. And I think we've demonstrated that over the years. But the reality is we run based on people serving Impact 100 and, and serving our community. Mm. And um, as, as we've mentioned, we have no paid staff. We have, right. um, you know, some printing and some administrative fees, but we, we focus on providing transformative grants. And 100% of our, our membership dollars go back to that. Yeah. And that's a really important reason why so many people are involved and continue to be involved. Mm. And, and not just, you know, people who, you know, have a loving heart and they have time on their hands and maybe not just people like me who, you know, might get a thousand dollars scrounged up and say, Hey, I want to make a impact. But uh, you also call upon professionals in our area, right? For expertise, for advice, right? Yeah, definitely. And honestly, our, our board, we say, you know, once a board member, always a board member, Mm -hmm. we go back to a lot of our previous board members for, um, accounting feedback, for legal feedback, for feedback on all of the different things that we do. Um, we know that, um, you know, having multiple people provide, um, opinions on some of our processes is a really good thing. Um, and so we're very blessed to have support in that way as well. We had a, a text here. Um, shout out to the Impact Ladies. Uh, recent meet and mingle at V Paul's. I had a potential member on each side of me. Glad to answer all their questions. I also gave them my one-line info pitch about a why to impact. You wish every level of city, county, state, and federal government was run with this much integrity and fiscal responsibility. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much for your text. I've got another one here. Uh, Impact 100 is such an amazing organization, and I personally have a lot of respect for them. Oh, well, thank you so much. We have have the greatest listeners. We have the biggest heart here in this community. Uh, If you want more information, go to impact100pensacola.org to get involved in Impact 100. 
um, you know, you've been recruiting members and, and what, what keeps coming to my mind is, is like synergy. Like you guys, you know, you help a nonprofit and then people volunteer to help you with that nonprofit. And then they start helping that nonprofit. And then you call that nonprofit later for advice. I mean, it's just this circle and everything just keeps helping. And then our community just grows. And, and like that one texture said, you know, if everything could be run the way you guys run impact 100, I think we'd all be a lot better off. <laughs> Thank um, you. We do focus on efficiency, but yeah. honestly, it's about ensuring that 100 percent of right. the funds we raise go back to the community. Right. And, and That's we take a lot important. of pride in that. Yes, you should. I mean, you very. Yeah, definitely should. Uh, what are your biggest challenges? Uh, I'll, I'll start with you, Maggie. What are the challenges moving forward? What are you seeing on the horizon? We have been around for 20 years. Mm hmm. It's kind of hard to top our success year after year <laughs> yep. after year and continue mm -hmm. to grow, but we're doing it. Yeah. Every year we continue to grow, we continue to give back, we continue to sharpen the pencil mm -hmm. and do things better, do things quicker, so that we can continue to give to those um, organizations. It would be really cool if we could put ourselves out of business because all the nonprofits had all the needs met. Right. But I don't see that that's going to happen. Right. So we continue to grow the nonprofits as it, with the uh, Link and Learn so that they can learn how to create that application for that grant so they can receive the funding that they need so that they can help the people in our community as we continue to grow. It does get a little more difficult to manage larger um, numbers mm -hmm. and so we bring more people on the board mm. we bring more people in to join uh, to do the work and we've given over 16 million back to the community wow. and that's what we're going to continue to do that's great uh just just a quick question that just came to my mind can can anybody start a nonprofit? are there any limitations to that i mean because it's just something that i've never thought about you know coming from a small town it, my mind just doesn't get on that level where i'm like hey i could make huge change by starting a nonprofit. Well, there are some nonprofits that start up mm -hmm. with just that mindset. There right. are some requirements that not only from the state level, federal mm -hmm. level, that is one thing that we can give a little bit of information for, but mm -hmm. we don't actually instruct people on how to become a nonprofit. We do tell them what is required to meet our guidelines right. and our requirements for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and our eligibility guidelines um, for applying for a grant are on our website, mm -hmm. and we do a lot of due diligence. So once the letter of intents come in, um, our grants team gets together, and we double-check all those eligibility requirements. So mm. we're looking them up on, you know, the various different websites to make sure that they're, you know, they have a charity mm. status, they're a nonprofit, they can accept donations in the state of Florida. There's a lot of due diligence behind mm. the scenes to make sure that people qualify um, before we continue in that process. Again, I'll go back to what that texture said. <laughs> if, if everything could be run the way you guys approach things. Uh, and you said the nonprofit workshop is going to be on April 18th? It's April 18th, Brownsville Community Center, which mm -hmm. is a great um, partner for us. Such a good space and centrally located. Again, we've got that um, dynamic speaker, Derek McGee, who's just very motivational. So excited to have him here um, to, to speak to our group. We try to find someone new and engaging every year. So not only will he be providing some, you know, kind of motivational tips and tricks, but also just walking through the entirety of the grant application process. Mm. It is a, a longer application. We don't um, shy away from the fact that it's a long application process, but we feel confident that any nonprofit that goes, that walks through this process will better themselves 
um, with the application. Awesome. Well, we're already out of time. It goes by so quickly. Kristen Longley, Amanda Heinzman, and Maggie Williams from Impact 100. Check them out, impact100pensacola.org. I'm your host, Jake Walker. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel. We'll be right back after this.